All right. Hello and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel, the podcast where we inbound marketers teach you remodelers how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we're never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co-host, Malachi Price. I am Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant. Today, I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host, Danielle Russell, and our consulting specialist and DJ, Matt Ehrlich. We also have a special guest today because we're going to be talking through a case study for an Indiana remodeler for whom we helped close $364,000 in new deals through specifically inbound marketing. I'm excited to introduce you to her. She's a member of the Builder Funnel team. But before we get to that, we have a couple interesting things to get through. First of all, as the reminder that uh, we are recording these episodes on Builder Funnel Bunny Week. So if you want a free book, Danny, please show us the book. This is Fans- book. Spencer's brand new book. Uh, it'll guide you through pretty much the full process as to how to build your own inbound marketing funnel. You can get this book for free if you leave a review for this podcast and you include a terrible bunny pun. Now, with that, a let's terrible, right into it. A terrible bunny pun. Terrible. That's, that was much better than my pun, so thank you for that. All right. Uh, but again, before we hop into the episode... What do we pay this guy for? You see that reaction? <laughs> reaction was- Dude, there's too much, too much bunny in too much short span of time. Okay, 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 okay. That was Danielle. I feel terrible. like you have an update for us on something that we talked about a few episodes ago about a deck builder in the Hudson Valley. I sure do. We have some irresistible numbers that I'm going to share. Uh, <laughs> since the previous episode was recorded, I showed my client exactly what I went through on this call with all of you, dear listeners, and he was so impressed. He agreed to triple my budget, expand the exact same strategy onto a different service. So not just custom decks, but also his smart pergolas and also start a Google ad campaign with the exact same strategy. Thank you. Strategy, quick reminder, being to include pricing in Mm. headlines and descriptions. That way, if someone fills out that sweet, sweet form when they land on your landing page, they're already sold. They know how much it costs. You are saving yourself so much time. So great opportunity as you're trying to build your sales pipeline and really make sure that you have qualified leads coming in. There are so many ways that you can really make sure people are ready to buy by the time they fill out a form for you. All right, that's all awesome. I was pretty excited uh, for on behalf of this client last time we talked about them a couple episodes ago. So it's fun to see that it only gets better from here. I'm sure we'll have more updates like this on other case studies as we uh, keep making this podcast. How about, uh, how about this? We're chilling, we're talking about marketing, we're having some drinks. Maybe it's time for our podcast guest to introduce herself. Jen, who are you and what are you drinking? Who am I? That is a very loaded question. Who are you? Um, how much time do we have? No. <laughs> Tell me it was a short window. Uh, well, one, I'm a strategist. You're up Builder Funnel. Um, I've been in the marketing space since the wild, wild west days of marketing. Um, 
back when we just hung out on Twitter. Um, yeah, before Instagram was a big thing, like before, you know, and then I don't know, just from the early, early days when everything on Facebook went viral, I've done all kinds of marketing things. Um, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I currently live in San Diego. I love adventuring and water and I usually love drinking a spicy marg, but, um, or a good glass of Sauvignon Blanc, but in the summer, right now I'm drinking a four shot Americano because it's only 1250 here in San Diego and I haven't had any food yet. And so one drink with me and no food on this podcast. And I think that Matt would be doing a lot of bleeping. Okay, understood. Yeah, there is a reason why the team calls you Spicy Margen, and it's not just because you drink spicy margs. All right, amazing. It's a little fiery in a, in the best way possible, I feel like. If you want honesty and candidness, I will hook you up. Okay, She's great. our gal. Happy to have you here. Uh, Matt, what are you drinking today? Oh, today I am drinking, let me get some, uh, a pina colada. I wasn't expecting that. That's that's a drink. That's a real drink. That's very tropical. It looks like you're from a pool bar too, with the like plastic cup. That looks yeah, it's vacation even in a vibes. plastic cup. Yeah, usually uh, just plastic cups really sell the uh, summer vibe. Wait, 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 wait. Let's stop here for a moment. So you're at home drinking out of plastic cups. That's exactly how I picture Long Island. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys not? Wait, hold on. Are you guys not oh. drinking? Out? I mean, I'm drinking out of a paper cup because I got it from a coffee shop. But are you are you saying I should use like paper cups or should I be doing dishes? Is that what you're saying? Doing dishes like dishes. a normal like, person, like like a nice, fun, fancy glass for your pina colada. Uh, with like oh, a yeah. a paper um umbrella, a slice of pineapple. I don't have a coconut on hand, so unfortunately, I just had to use plastic for now. I wish I had the so I could do a fail sound. Uh, I'll give myself one. Hold on. Um. Yeah, that's what it sounds like when you drink a nice drink out of a plastic cup. All right, Danielle, what are you drinking today? Yeah, I'm honestly showing how the sausage is made with these podcast episodes. I am sipping the same beer Bruh. from episode two with our strategist, our senior strategist, Andy. Uh, it is the, for those of you who aren't listening to these in bulk and binging along with us, it is the Double Broken Heels, Double Hazy IPA, Extra Hop. And it's really putting, yeah, it's putting a little hop in my step. And um, the flavors are quite irresistible, but I just used that. So hair resistible, right? Um, your hair quite hair raising. Um, yeah, not that anybody care. Mm, no, I was going to do the carrot. Not that anybody care at all, but. Will carrot. Ah, uh, I needed my, my grammar friend. Uh, yeah, uh, a local brewery and it's a nice, you know, the branding very strong and mm. like camping, hiking, pack the essentials, including your new trails beer. So. Can we have a future episode where we talk about branding of like stuff like that? Because that really sells me. And I feel like people don't give branding enough credit in that way. Especially for beer. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of beers that I bought just because the can looked so cool. Yeah. Same Ooh, with wine. Yeah. 
look the heel has a hop it's oh. called double broken heels it's yeah. i mean it's fantastic what did you say fantastic did, you, branding. did you say hop oh uh yeah jen we'll have you back on you're gonna tell us the case study about branding but oh. for this episode Yay. mel what are we talking about wait don't you want to know what i'm drinking come on oh yeah mel, oh. mel i'm it, so sorry it's refreshing. it's probably it's probably almond milk chocolate milk. and i and i didn't want to know but carry on what did you say jen chocolate milk i am drinking the refreshing sophisticated glass of chocolate oat milk it's delicious you know me so well jen thank you and what's that sound effect for it's amazing just have regular chocolate milk and have it tell me ache like a real man <laughs> Matt, right. just firing on all cylinders today let's talk about marketing stuff i'm excited to hear more about this remodeler in indiana so jen you helped them close three hundred sixty-four thousand dollars in deals through inbound marketing <laughs> Tell us how we did that. Um, well, I mean, you kind of said it right there. It really is inbound marketing, which <laughs> sounds silly for me to repeat. But pretty much it was building the foundation of inbound marketing and the idea of content. Um, specifically, we when we when I dove into this one and I started doing all the research and like burrowing into all of the stats. Um, kind of seeing where everyone came from and like seeing the progress that we had for things. A lot of it we could see was growth in our blog, which blog posts, that is the, you know, one of the foundational pieces of inbound marketing, that consistent, you know, the consistency in the blog posts and the consistency of posting regularly and getting that, um, I always think of Kelly. I don't know where Kelly got this from or if someone else used it, but I always think of Google as the spider. And then um, just every time you post, it, it like pings the spider and she indexes things and is like, okay. And the more people go there, they're like, oh, this website really gives good people, you know, trust this. They go here for it, they find value in it. And so then it just kind of grows on there. Amazing. Uh, sorry, quick digression. Matt, can you turn yeah. that down just a hair? Oh. oh. Thank you. You Bye. also missed. You missed a hop for Jen's burrowing, so make sure she gets her her credit. There we go. There we go. For all the people at home keeping track, you you should be listening for those sound effects. All right, let's get more granular here. Danielle, mm -hmm. I'm sure you must have some questions. I have many questions. I want to start with just in general, what's a good solid blogging strategy? If you're just getting started, you're a remodeler, you're like, I'm gonna write my first blog post. Uh, How would you get started? Um, well, I would say the at first, the best strategy is the, the one that you can consistently do, right? So who cares if somebody tells you, you should write five blog posts a month. If you can't consistently do that, don't do it. I would say start with one, right? I would also say, don't sit down and write one at a time, batch those babies out, you know, get three or four going. And, you know, maybe every three weeks you have them scheduled for every three weeks. The biggest thing, and this is what any marketer will tell you today. They would have told you this 10 years ago and they, everyone thinks there's some secret sauce. There really isn't the, 
secret sauce is consistency, right? Is, is that. So to really be consistent in putting out content for your readers and also not just for your readers, but for Google, the internet, and all of the Google gods and spiders that are <laughs> tracking everything. But I would say um, just to come up with a plan that works for you and is doable and stick to it and be consistent with it. And I would map out the things that you want to talk about, I wouldn't just fly by the seat of your pants. So I think having a good strategy and plan, maybe a blueprint of what you want to do would be <laughs> ideal. We need a sound effect for that, Matt. Remind me, we need a sound what effect. Did, for wait, what'd she say? For, for blueprints. Oh. Uh, where, where are you? Are you in this podcast with us or are you somewhere else? I am already boring Matt. So Spicy Margen did not come out yet. <laughs> There's a lot of buttons, and I'm just a small, small boy, and I just was clicking on everything else. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, Jen, I like what you said about um, everyone seems to think there's this kind of secret sauce. I feel like this is a common misconception. Mm -hmm. we, we know what you have to do mm -hmm. when it comes to inbound marketing. The people listening probably already know, or they can find out easily. Like, we have a bunch of free content you can mm -hmm. read on our website. You can listen to any of our other podcast episodes. The knowledge is out there. It's yep. free. You just got to do it and you got to be consistent. Like you were mm -hmm. saying, it's about consistency. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure there's not anything completely like especially unique about this plan because there doesn't necessarily need to be as long as we right. have the foundations down. Yep. And so that's so it. The it's... foundations of inbound marketing. And you just north. do it just every month. Consistent. You show up and do it. I mean, kind of with anything in life that you want to change, right? want to change the way you eat you want to work out more you have to just do it you want to do inbound marketing just do it just do it sponsor us nike please tyler's gonna love that because he just finished the phil knight book and him and i talked about how much we loved it so shut up good book. nike book mm-hmm shoe dog mm. it is one of my most favorite books wow most favorite like but but just everything i told tyler i think it should be a like movie or docuseries like in the way that he writes is just amazing it was, all right I everyone think. who's listening this is a plug for what's it called shoe dog. shoe dog shoe dog go check out shoe dog i guess i have to learn more about this book too but the moral of the story is just do it yeah how about some other takeaways um let's dive a little deeper I want to know what were the what were the best results that you've seen from this? We we the bottom line is three hundred and sixty four thousand dollars right. in sales. Like that's the biggest one. But but what are some other uh, throw throw some more numbers at us? And, so uh, yeah, go okay. ahead. Um, I just so um, I'm just reviewing the case study I actually wrote because it's always good to like make sure you're keeping your data factual. <laughs> sure. Yep. Um, so I think. Specifically, one of the things, so he had some, um, the client had some goals for the size of projects that he wanted to reach. And so that was very specifically where I looked also at that. And I was like, did we hit some of those target marks? Did we like not just bring in a lead, but did we bring in a lead that also was hitting that benchmark number that he wanted? And what I, what I, again, for me, no, you know, and looking at inbound marketing, something that I also looked at and thought was just a great connector piece is um, it came from organic search. There, these aren't, uh, there was one direct traffic in there, but there were two organic search, um, one from email marketing and one from organic social. So like that, the organic search is 
us consistently putting that stuff on the blog and people are Googling these phrases and these things and they want to know about this specific topic and boom, our client shows up because we are consistently doing the work. Um, Um, so it was, um, attracting kitchen projects from like 75 to hundred K and then bathroom projects, 30 to 50 K. And those are kind of the numbers that we have in here. So this, um, the 364,000 is just from five specific projects that like kind of targeted on based on kind of what I was looking for, for this case study. So honestly, I do think that there, we could take more from last year, but these like, just based on the parameters that I was looking for, for this case study, these were the, this, these were the numbers. Brilliant. I do have to take a quick step back. We have some people listening that are still learning about a lot of the phrases that were thrown out oh, here. Yes. Okay. So as a quick reminder, Jen mentioned organic search and direct traffic. Did you mention organic social? Yes. Okay. So as a quick refresher, organic search, that refers to when people who may not have known your brand at all find you organically in a search engine. And that's because you have good content that's helping you rank for those search terms. Direct traffic means that they already knew who you were and they searched for you specifically, and then they converted on your website. Organic social refers to people who were on your Facebook account or Instagram, or maybe it's Howes or Pinterest, um, and they came to your website from there and then became a lead. So there's just a quick refresher. Jen, is there anything that made this uh, made the strategy for this client unique? Um, that's a good question. I feel like I feel like you want me to say like yes, but the reality is is we were consistent. We did what we said we would do as an agency of the like consistently, um, you know, creating the content and and I think. So that's the first part of it is creating content, right? The second part of it is then getting that content put out there as well. And we're sending it in emails to their list. We're putting it out on social. And ideally then, because I think you've said this before, Mal, um, if you're not boosting on Facebook, you don't exist. So you're taking those Facebook posts and then you're boosting them. You're putting some money behind it. So it reaches a broader audience and people are seeing them. Um, and I... To me, I, I guess it just keeps, I, I'm a broken record. It keeps going back to just kind of showing up and consistently doing the work. I will say that I do think something that this client does specifically that I think is fantastic. And I think I wish more of our clients and more just home builders, remodelers in general would do is we, right now, they're currently doing two blog posts a month and one project spotlight a month. Mm-hmm. And the project spotlight is your way to show your like ideal customer, your future person that wants to pay you $100,000 to remodel their kitchen. This is their way to show them your work, what you're capable of and getting them to visualize themselves with the remodeled kitchen that you've done. So I think that part and, and what makes their project spotlight even better than I think I think top notch is they take the time and they have a professional photographer take these photos. They are stunning. So when our team works on these every month, it is our favorite thing to do. And we, I just think it's a really great way to showcase your work. Like if you are, if you are 
doing this renovation, doing this addition, building on, you know, building this home and you don't take any photos, how can you show somebody? How are you showing a future person, a future lead like, hey, let me show you what I can do. Like you, you, they need to see it so they can visualize themselves into it. And so I will say, I think that that's something that they do really well. And I think it's very helpful for them. And it also, I think in the long term helps with, um, with SEO and because we are able to talk very specifically about the details of this kitchen. So we can rank for the very specific, you know, KitchenAid range. We can, you know, we're talking about a gourmet kitchen. So we're going to, you know, we're going to hit more things with, um, with those project spotlights. Absolutely. Now, as our, as our blueprint consultant, can you give us three ways that you would optimize a project spotlight? I'm optimistic. Mal's going to crush these. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we're, we're saying optimize. Are we talking about making a brand new one perfect? Or are we talking about working from an old one and optimizing it? Just to clarify. Well, I think the strategy is the same either way. So it doesn't really, um, if you're starting fresh. fresh, let's say. Okay, you're right. It doesn't change the strategy. Just clarifying a little bit. I'm really, I'm trying so hard. Um, you're lagging yeah. behind us, but we'll hop right in. Continue. Okay. 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 Well, I'm still here, even if I'm a little slower. Okay. Let's see. Three specific things. <laughs> Three specific things. Photos is really the most important one. Um, and this goes beyond what Jen was saying about just having high quality photos. Remodeler Ron, take notes. We are talking about high quality photos again. Um, you want to optimize those photos as well. If you just have a, a big ass, beautiful picture on your website, that that's great, but it's probably a really large file size. You're going to want to optimize it, make it just a hair smaller. Um, Sometimes a lot of hairs. And uh, that'll be a way of getting your website to load more quickly and getting users to enjoy the experience that they have on your website a, little, a bit better. Uh, I could go on and on about in image optimization, but the other thing I'll throw out there is in addition to compressing it and making it smaller, you want to make sure that it has alt, to alt text that explains exactly what is in the image. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you keyword research any phrases that are relevant to what is in the project spotlight. So say, for example, you have a farmhouse sink in the project spotlight. Don't just call it a goddamn sink. It's a farmhouse sink and people are looking up farmhouse sinks and this will help you rank for farmhouse sinks and things related to farmhouse sinks. This is why keyword research is important. Yeah, How many ahead, times Jen. can we say farmhouse sink? I say it five farmhouse times sink. fast, it's very hard. Farmhouse sink, farmhouse sink, farmhouse sink, farmhouse sink, farmhouse sink. That was okay. Crushed okay. it. Um, that's three things, right? Or is that how many? Those Did are the literal. Things? Nope, those are the literal three things I was hoping you were going to talk about. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, when Jen's talking about this incredible strategy of project spotlights, which you also heard about from Andy a couple of episodes ago, um, one of the key ways that's so important in terms of ranking is you're using keywords that people are searching for, right? You're answering someone's question. So when they type that into Google, it's going to show up and you, it doesn't just show up, but it actually answers their question. It has beautiful imagery. The page loads in a reasonable amount of time, something like 
0.3 seconds. When I say reasonable, it's a little bit unreasonable, but aren't we all? And it's mobile responsive. It is accessible in terms of web accessibility. That's the alt text piece. Um, anybody who can't see the image, for example, will have a reader and that will tell them what the images are of and describe the project. Even if they're somewhere where there isn't a ton of Wi-Fi, imagine that in this day and age, then the alt text will show up if the image doesn't. So people can still see like, oh, okay, so this is, yep. this project has these things. Um, those are all very important in terms of like the intricate details of an inbound marketing strategy. It's not just like, just write a random blog and you'll show up. It's all of these pieces that you have to be consistent with. So I just think it's important to uh, help people burrow into the details so that tomorrow they can go write a top ranking blog and hop to that first spot in Google and the results. Look at this, $364,000 in sales. That is irresistible. Irresistible. Jen, do you, yeah, do you have any other top takeaways, tips, um, any other fun facts about this client that you think would be important for our dear listeners to know? Yeah, actually. So um, we just had their most recent monthly call and um, we are currently, it's the last day of June, right? So we are in June of 2022. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so things in the world and the economy and everything are are really shifting and changing. And so um, on the call a few weeks ago, he uh, the client mentioned that when he started working with Builder Funnel, I think he signed the contract in late 2020. Like he had an influx of leads coming in. It wasn't you know it wasn't a dire situation. Um, but he wanted to build that foundation, right? He wanted to get that. He knew that he needed to start getting that consistent um, content out. That's what I've been looking for, content. That consistent content out on his website. And now, so based on this call, he was saying, now he knows he has that foundation built and he's like ready to move forward. He's ready to be, you know, like proactive and, and um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wanting to reference Danny's email, but I only think our clients got that email, the Adele email. <laughs> um, That's great. You can still reference it. Yeah. So it was just more of like saying like, we need to put our foot on the pedal and move. And he knows that he has that built and he knows like he's not worried because they still have leads coming in, but he also knows that we built this foundation for lead generation and that we, um, that we can now take that and next level it, which basically for him is doing more ads, which I think we're telling all of our clients is to, you know, pedal to the metal, say, all right, we talk about Danny and Spencer say all the time, when things change with the economy, these people who have been throwing money at ads will stop because they will get paranoid and afraid. And that's all that they have. They haven't built this inbound marketing foundation. So they don't have, a leg to stand on or hop on, I should say, a tail to hop on, whatever you want to say. Um, but we do, our clients do. So we can take that and leverage it and say, okay, now we're going to be strategic and take this money and put it towards these ads. And we're going to get people to the site. And some of them are going to translate right away to leads. And some of them are going to stick around. And we're going to then use our consistent content and inbound marketing strategy to get in, to burrow into their brain and say, okay, we are going to do your kitchen. How many kitchens do I have to show you? How many project spotlights do I have to show you to say like, okay, we're gonna dangle the carrot of the beautiful kitchen 
And then, so yeah, so that is all from the client where basically he is not afraid where the economy and where things are going right now in terms of the marketing and the strategy and things. And he's ready to like go even next level. There you go. Sorry about that. I can't do it while I'm doing music, but didn't want to interrupt you anyway. That was really good. A few good ones there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're we're not really shy here about talking about the fact that we are heading into a recession. If we're not already in one. So I'm glad you bring that up because Google Ads is, is an important part, or ads in general, we'll say, is an important part of any kind of cohesive marketing strategy. Um, but it's supposed to complement things that are a little bit more recession-proof. Things like having content on your website that brings people to your website. Because then when we're in a recession, which we're about to be, um, if you're not getting as many leads from your Google ads, well, that just means you're gonna have to pay even more money to get the same amount of leads, if not less, when you're in a recession. Or if it's not working, you just turn them off and you have nothing at all. Um, whereas having having some content on your site that works that that's a little bit more future proof because it's going to keep working yep. for free essentially long after long after you have it so yeah i'm really glad that you brought that up jen that's important okay beautiful well i think i'm going to wrap it up here uh just a reminder that did you say uh, rapid or rabbit did you say rabbit, rabbit. Damn it, I should have learned that from the Andy episode. That was one for me. I'm going to take that one so for me. freebie. Okay, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, yeah, I can't even think of any other puns. We've, we've used them all. I think we've used them all. We Let's are just say we've punny used bunnies. <laughs> if somebody wants to somebody. leave a review, I said it. If somebody wants to leave a review and make your best bunny pun join in on the rabbit related content with us i will send you personally a copy of look at this i even brought up from past episodes i was like i have to show people i have a whole stack in front of me i will send you Bruh. a copy of <laughs> through a model or marketing blueprint how to attract quality leads increase sales and dominate your competition by spencer powell I will send you this book and you won't even need to listen to us anymore because it's all in this book. I hope you still but listen to us. You'll still listen because we're funny. <laughs> you'll, you'll listen for the puns and the live DJ and nothing else, but you will learn a ton. I promise you, if you want to implement it on your own, you can take this book, implement it tomorrow. If you don't, you have more money than time. We're right here. You know where to find us. And that's all. I just wanted to hop in and say my my last little bit. Bunny week will be done soon. Don't worry. You won't have to hear this anymore very shortly. <laughs> Believe me. Can we get five more bunny hop sounds just to truly exhaust bunny? Yeah, week? we gotta we gotta uh, sing. They let let really are irresistible. A oh. farewell to bunny oh, week. That's a good one. That's a optimistic. New one. People are really going to enjoy all of these bunny puns. Got some new ones in there. Beautiful. All right. Soon enough, thing. Bunny Week is going to whisk her away, and we won't have to worry about it until next year. But until then, with that, we are going to conclude it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of BYOF.